and I thank the Lord for that. If you'll stand with us this morning, John chapter number 10, and uh, that song even got an amen out of series. She said, I figured that, so amen, I don't know. Hallelujah. I don't, she don't figure a whole lot, but anyway, praise God. Thank God for computers. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I think the world's better off without them, don't you? And, uh, but nevertheless, it's where we live. It's how we live. Jesus is soon coming. Amen. And uh, appreciate the presence of God here this morning. John chapter number 10. If you'll look with us in verse number 11. John chapter number 10 and verse number 11. So I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling and careth not for the sheep. Look at verse 14, 14, John chapter 10. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Heavenly Father, Lord, I do want to thank you this morning for the presence of God. Thank you for the for answered prayer. Lord, we do thank you this morning for how your presence has been with us. And I ask you now to bless the reading of thy word. I pray that you'll speak to hearts, save the lost, and encourage those that may be discouraged and reclaim the backslid. And we ask it all in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. I want you to notice this morning in verse number 11, Jesus here says, I am the good shepherd. And we've been preaching on the seven I am's in the gospel of John. In John chapter 6, Christ said, I am the bread of life. In John chapter 8, he said, I am the light of the world. In John chapter 10 and verse number 9, he said, I am the door. And now this morning, he makes the statement in verse 11 and again in verse number 14 that I am the good shepherd. I want to say this morning, he is and has been and always will be the great I am. And when I think about him, this morning in this text uh, uh, Christ uh, he identifies the adversary in verse number 11 or in verse he talks about him in verse number 10 in verse number 11 and in verse number 13 notice the adversaries as he mentions the thief in verse 10 that he cometh not but for to steal to kill and to destroy and then in verse 12 he mentions a hireling but he that is a hireling he talks about how that he's not the shepherd and then in verse 12 he mentions the wolf how that he seeth the wolf coming. Again, the hireling is mentioned in verse 13. And so Jesus mentions the adversaries. I mean, even our Savior had adversaries. And if our shepherd has his adversaries, you know the sheep has an adversary or adversaries this morning. And it's interesting in this text that the adversaries of the sheep is the adversaries of the shepherd. Amen. I'm telling you, the Bible said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Amen. But I want to tell you something else. If they're against us, they're against him. Amen. And he mentions these adversaries. He talks about the thief, how that he cometh. He said in verse number 10, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He talks about the, the hireling in verse number 12, how that he comes. And the wolf, he seeth the wolf coming, and the wolf catcheth him, and the hiring fleeth. Why? Because he careth not. What I see in verse number 
12 is I see the adversaries in verse 10, verse 12, and verse 13. But thank God the Bible talks about their agenda. We know why they're here. To steal, to kill, to destroy, to catch, to devour. Isn't that right? And then we notice their attitudes. They care not for the sheep. Amen. Can I tell you the world doesn't care about us. Even our own flesh don't care about us. And the devil don't care about us. But it doesn't run the shepherd off. Amen. I'm telling you the Bible says in this same text when he said in verse 10 the thief comes. Notice what else he said. He said I am come. Amen. I'm glad every time the thief shows up there's a shepherd there. Amen. To help us. He said in verse number 12 that he seeth the wolf coming. Amen. I mean that wolf is a slight one and he likes to slip in under the radar and though the sheep may not be aware I'm glad glad there is a shepherd this morning he sees the wolf coming before he ever gets here and then he said in verse number 13 about that hireling that he fleeth amen I'm telling you I'm glad there's somebody that'll run the wolves off there's somebody that'll run the hirelings off there's somebody thank God that'll take care of the sheep and it is the good shepherd this morning notice three things and we'll be through about this good shepherd I want you to see first of all in verse number 11 and verse number 14 I want you to see the statement of the shepherd because Jesus makes this statement he says I am the good shepherd now what is it about that statement that gets our attention this morning I think you'll admit with me that there are some passages in the scripture and there are some statements in the scripture that when we read them they cause us to stop and pause for just a moment and this would be one of those statements I think it's because it's a powerful statement and while all the word of God is powerful Jesus makes a powerful statement here by saying I am the good shepherd you say brother Gravely, what's so powerful about that because what's surrounding it I mean listen he's surrounded by the thief he's surrounded by the hireling he's surrounded by the wolf but yet it does not hinder him from having the power and Jesus said in Matthew chapter number 28 he said all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth I'm telling you it doesn't matter how many thieves it doesn't matter how many wolves it doesn't matter how many hirelings they may outnumber the shepherd but they're not going to outpower him. Amen. He's got more power than the thief. He's got more power than the wolves. He's got more power than the hirelings. Amen. And say it's a powerful statement. And then I would say it's a personal statement. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. He takes it upon himself to care for you and to care for me. I'm glad the God that we serve this morning, he's a personal God. Amen. You see, I'm not some statistic in heaven brother Chris but God works with me and he works with you on a personal manner he is a personal shepherd it's a personal statement and then thank God it's a present statement he didn't say I was but he says I am amen I'm glad he's not the great I was he's not the great I'm gonna be but he's the great I am he was the great I am then he's the great I am now and hallelujah 
Hallelujah. He'll be the great I am in the future. He always has been. He always is. And he always will be. He's an on-time God. He's a present God. He's an ever-knowing God. He's an all-powerful God. He is a present shepherd this morning. Amen. And I want to say this statement is great because the statement of the shepherd is powerful and the statement of the shepherd is personal and the statement of the shepherd is present. But thank God it's positive. Amen. I'm telling you, when I read that statement, I am the good shepherd, you know what it does? It encourages my heart. It brings cheer to my soul. It lifts up my spirit. Isn't that what the psalmist said? He is the lifter up of my head. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. It's thy rod and thy staff which comforteth me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. David said my cup runneth over. And can I tell you this morning, my cup's running over. And when I think about the goodness of God, and I think about the grace of God, and I think about the mercy of God, and I think about the love of God, and I think about the power of God, and I think about the word of God, and I think about the spirit of God, and I think about the saints of God, and I think about the the church of the living God. It's a positive statement this morning. You know, as Christians, we should never live in the realm of negativity because we have so much to look forward to. I'm telling you, when you think about the here and now, you're never going to be lifted up if your eyes are on this world. But when you think about what we've got to look forward to, isn't that what the Apostle Paul did? And laying in a prison cell in the book of Romans and been beaten with many stripes. Paul, what you going to say about all that persecution? Paul would say, well, I reckon. I think Paul was a southerner, don't you? Because he used that phrase, I reckon. Amen. Paul said, I reckon the present suffering of this world it's not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us I'm telling you Paul had a positive statement because he had a positive shepherd I am the good shepherd amen and then I thank God this statement of the shepherd it's practical amen Jesus could have claimed himself to have been a lot of things but what he claimed to be was on a personal but a practical level In other words, it was something that everybody could identify with. Do you realize that the job of a shepherd was deemed to be children's, a child's job? In other words, in Bible days, anybody could be a shepherd. Anybody could watch sheep. They they would put young children watching sheep. It was a peasant's job. It was a poor man's job. It was a very practical job. If I could put it in modern day language, it was a blue collar job. If there ever was one, it wasn't one of great status. It wasn't one that people would, would hold in high esteem. And Jesus took the lowest job in society and he, provi- he, uh, he practically put himself with it and Jesus made 
made the statement, I am the good shepherd. You see, there was a lot of shepherds in Jesus' day, but there's only one that could claim to be good. Amen? Because the Bible said, there is none that doeth good. No, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But this shepherd in this uh, statement here, he is, my friend, uh, a practical uh, statement. It's a practical statement. And Jesus identified himself uh, to be the good shepherd this morning. And I'm glad he is. Hallelujah. And then this statement's a plural statement. Because Christ not only says it once, but again in verse number 14, he says it again. I am the good shepherd. The statement of the shepherd. Then secondly, I want you to notice this morning the sacrifice of the shepherd. Look at verse 11 again. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. This shepherd is not just good. Thank God he's giving. He's giving something in this verse. I think one of the reasons now he's good, whether he ever gives, isn't that right? The psalmist said the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endureth to all generations. I want to tell you something about Him this morning. He's good whether He's ever good to me. But I can say you this morning that this shepherd is good and I know that on a personal basis and you know that if you're saved on a personal basis because of what He gives. Amen. I'm glad that He gave. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. I want you to think about what the good shepherd gives this morning. The sacrifice of the shepherd. Think about what he gives. It's in verse number 11. He said the good shepherd, notice this, he giveth his life for the sheep. Amen. I'm talking about the good shepherd. He don't sacrifice the sheep. He don't give a sheep for a sheep. He gives his own life for the sheep. I'm telling you Jesus gave his life. Romans 5 and verse number 8. The Bible said that God commendeth us and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. I'm glad Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. And what the Bible tells me about Jesus is that he gave his life and the Father gave the Son and the Son gave his life. I want to say this morning on this first Sunday of December in 2022 I'm glad there is a gospel message. There is good news from a far country and that is that the good shepherd he gave his life for the sheep amen not only what he gives but notice who he gives it for the Bible says that he gave his life for the sheep now the Calvinist would take this verse and say see there it was done predestinated he didn't give it for, all, for the all for the goats but he gave it for the sheep and I'm reminded of two things, what Jesus said about Israel when he called them the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jesus didn't just give his life for sheep, but he gave it for them lost sheep. And then I'm reminded in verse number 16 where Jesus talked about other sheep. I'll tell you, Israel was the lost sheep of the house of Israel. 
Those Gentile nations, which is you and I, guess who we are? Where you say, where am I at in the Bible? You're right there in verse number 16. We're the other sheep, amen? I'm gonna tell you, Jesus gave his life for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then he gave his life for the other sheep out in this world. Hey, that's the Gentiles. I'm glad that he loves us all, red, yellow, black, or white. We're all precious in his sight. It doesn't matter if you're young or old or rich or poor. It doesn't matter which side of the tracks you came from. It doesn't matter if you're religious or unreligious. Jesus died for every man, woman, boy, and girl. He loves us all this morning. He gave his life not for some, but he gave his life a ransom for all. And for the fathers not willing that any should perish, but that all, but that all, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. I'm glad this morning when I think about the sacrifice of the shepherd, I think about what he gives, but I think about who he gives it for. He gives it for the sheep. Amen. And then I think about why he gives. Why does he sacrifice? Why does he give? I think he does it because of the danger in verse number 12. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. I'm glad he knew the danger before I did. And he knew the danger before you did. You see, I didn't come into this world knowing I was a sinner and neither did you. I didn't come into this world knowing that I'd been crippled by a fall. Neither did you. I didn't come into this world knowing that there was a devil a lurking that wanted to damn my soul for all eternity to hell and it was and neither did you. But thank God the good shepherd came. Before we came into this world, he made a way. And thank God he gave us his word. Amen. He knew the danger that was in my life. He knew the danger that was in your life. And he gave his life for you and me. Do you realize that Jesus died? Thank God because he loves us this morning. And we see it because of the danger. But we see it because of the devotion. Look at verse 13. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling. And he carries not for the sheep. You see the hireling doesn't care about you and I. Young people you listen to me. The devil's not your friend and the world doesn't play fair. And can I tell you the flesh doesn't care. Your own flesh doesn't even care about your soul. The flesh only cares about gratifying its own selfish and foolish desires. But there is a God in heaven and there is a shepherd. Thank God and his name is Jesus and he died for you. You know why? Because he loves you and he cares for you and he gave his life for you today don't ever get used to the fact that Jesus died for you don't ever get used to the fact that he loves you I'm saying this morning the statement of the shepherd the sacrifice of the shepherd and then notice the security of the shepherd this morning Jesus comes back in verse 14 and makes that statement again just in case they didn't hear him the first time He says it again. I am the good shepherd. And when I think about the security of the sheep, I see it in the identity of the sheep. As he says, I am the good shepherd. Look at this. I know my sheep. Jesus identifies with his sheep. Can I tell you this morning, if you know the shepherd, then the shepherd knows you this morning. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm glad that I know him. But as the songwriter said, best of all, he knows me this morning. 
It's one thing for me to say that I know God, but it's another thing for God to say, I know you. You see, I can stand here this morning and I can say uh, that, listen, I know George Bush. I know George Bush. You know George Bush. Uh, but I tell you, George Bush doesn't know me and George Bush doesn't know you. There's a lot of people in this world I could claim to know and you could claim to know, but they're not going to claim to know us. Uh, but I can raise my hand and say, I know God. And the same time I raise my hand and say I know God God can raise his hand and say I know him Amen. I'm telling you I'm glad I identify with him but more so I'm glad he's willing to identify with me Amen. I'm telling you this morning that security Amen. is for God to say that he knows the sheep and then thank God I notice here the intimacy he says and know my sheep and notice this am am known of mine Amen. Jesus said, I not only know my sheep, but thank God they know me. Amen. And you know this morning, uh, if you know Christ, if you're saved, uh, you know Jesus Christ in a personal manner. You say, how do you know that? I'll tell you, when you open that book and begin to read the Bible, you'll connect with it. Amen. When you hear preaching, you'll connect with it. When you get around the saints, you'll connect with it. When the Spirit of God passes by, you'll connect with it. There's an instant connection because there's an intimate between the shepherd and the sheep. Amen. I'm telling you listen, it's good to go back to the day you got saved. But can I tell you, I don't have to go back. This morning right now, right here today I can tell you I'm saved. You say how? I'll tell you how I know I connected when that choir was singing. Amen. I connect during the preaching. You say you're doing the preaching. I know. And it's a helping me and I hope it's a helping you. But this book, I connect with this book. I connect with the saints of God. You're my crowd. Amen. I don't want to leave this crowd. I'm not looking for another crowd. This is the best crowd I know. Can I get a witness on that? I'm glad to be hooked up with you. And I hope you're glad to be hooked up with me. But we're all hooked up to him if we're saved. There's a connection if you're saved. Amen. You know this morning you can be raised in this all your life. But if you're not saved, you're not connected. You know everybody. You may love everybody, but there's not a connection. I mean, after you get saved, isn't it amazing? You may have been taught the Bible from the, from the womb, but after you get saved, isn't it amazing how you can just read the Bible and one day you'll be reading along and you know what the shepherd will do? He'll take this book and he'll speak to you. Have you ever had the Bible speak to you? You say, why do you know you're saved? By what it says. You see, if you're not saved and you read the Bible, it'll speak to you until you're not saved. But if you are saved, the Bible will speak to you and tell you some things that a saved, a saved person needs to know. A lost man can read this book all day and it's just black and red words on white paper. He doesn't really get anything out of it. He doesn't really, doesn't, doesn't really do anything for him. He'd just soon be reading the Reader's Digest. But I tell you, a person that's saying they can read it today and God will give them a verse. They can read it tomorrow the next day and God will give them a verse. You know what that is? That's because you know the author. You know the shepherd and the shepherd knows you. I'm talking about the intimacy of the sheep. And then there's the, listen, there is in a verse 
verse number 15, uh, there's the illustration. He said, as the Father knoweth me, even so I am no, know I the Father. Jesus said, don't worry about the Father. If you know me and I know you, I know the Father and the Father knows me, so therefore you know the Father and the Father knows you. Isn't that right? Uh, Christ said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Isn't that right? Uh, Jesus Christ, uh, uh, God is a spirit and God pull, pulled all of his personality uh, in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, that's who Christ is. Uh, and when he came to this world, uh, uh, listen, the fullness of God uh, uh, was manifested before men. Uh, that's why we was when he was praying on the garden, I mean on the Mount of Transfiguration, uh, and the Bible said that he began to pray, uh, and his figure, his face began to shine, uh, and his garment began to glisten, uh, and the glory of God, uh, uh, his glory overtook, uh, uh, his deity overtook his humanity. You know why? Uh, because Jesus is God this morning. Amen? Uh, and if you know Jesus, thank God you know God this morning. I think about the illustration that gives us security. And then I notice here, uh, listen, the importance of it. Look what he said in verse number 15. And I lay down my life for the sheep. That's an important statement this morning. The security that we have is not in ourselves, but it's in the fact that the shepherd laid down his life for the sheep. You know why I know I'm saved? Because Jesus died for me. I'm not saved because of my words that I prayed. And I think you ought to pray words that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Words are important. But it's not what I said that saved me. It's the fact that he laid down his life for the sheep. You see, this morning it's important to pray to the shepherd. But salvation is of the Lord. It's not of me. It's not of you. And in this text, it's an important statement. Don't trust what you do. Trust what Christ did at Calvary. I'm telling you, if Calvary is not sufficient enough to save us, uh, then there is no sufficiency in salvation. Salvation is the Lord's work. It is the Lord's doing. It is what He did at Calvary. I must ask for salvation to receive it. But my friend, I'm not working to be saved. I'm not working for salvation. I'm working, listen, uh, uh, from it. Hallelujah. It was a victory was all already won at Calvary. Uh, Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave. Uh, and thank God he died for every man to be saved. That's an important statement. Then I notice the intention. Verse 16, and the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. You know what Calvary did? It broke down the middle wall of partition, the Bible said in Ephesians 2 between the Jew and the Gentile, and it made a way for everyone to be saved. And now it's not about circumcision or uncircumcision, but thank God it's about Christ and Calvary. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, or what you've done this morning. The same grace that saved me will save you. And the same God that'll take me, that took me will take you this morning. I want to say this morning, when I think about the security of the shepherd, I see it, my friend, in this important statement, in his intentions. Hey, the intentions of our Savior, our shepherd this morning, is that he wants everyone to be saved. I want you to notice, finally, this morning, the inspiration of the shepherd. As the Bible said, Therefore doth my Father, verse 17, love me, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. 
Notice the immortality. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. This morning, the security of salvation does not lie within ourselves, but it's in Him. The power of the resurrection is what sealed salvation. It was finished at Calvary. Thank God he got up three days later and rose from the dead. This morning, the gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He didn't stay dead. And when he was on the cross, he didn't say, I'm finished, but he said, it is finished. I want to ask you this morning, do you know Christ in the free pardon of sin? Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. You know what David said in Psalms 23? I know you know this. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. He's known in the scriptures as the good shepherd. 1 Peter 5 calls him the great shepherd. But David said, he's my shepherd. I want to ask you a question this morning. Is Jesus Christ your shepherd? Do you know him this morning? I wonder in a congregation this size if God could pull back the curtain of every man's heart and soul this morning. I wonder who in this building doesn't know him this morning. Friend, listen to me. It'll take more than religion to get you to heaven. Good works won't get you there. We'll have a baptism soon. Baptism won't get you there. You can be baptized every Sunday and still die and go to hell. You can get baptized in a creek. It's not going to wash your sins away. Take more than water to cleanse you from your sins. Take the blood of Jesus Christ. And this morning, do you know the shepherd? I'm going to tell you, people, a lot of people claim that they're going to heaven. And a lot of people claim to be saved. But that same crowd that I'm talking about this morning... They want nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Now say what you will. I want to tell you what the Bible says. They don't know the shepherd. I'll tell you, if you're saved, you know the shepherd this morning. And he knows you as we stand this morning. Our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Brother Sam's going to sing. And while he sings, if you're lost, would you come this morning and be saved?